it's a it's a definite honor, man, to to, to rap with you. Because, like you said, I mean, we've known each other for years, but we haven't really had that kind of interaction or relationship. But sure. the respect was always there, and it yeah. was when I watched you guys, you know, do that the next level. I was like, okay, we gotta we gotta get on that. We gotta yeah. get on that. We gotta get on that. And yeah, so yeah. to talk to you right now, man, it, I I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm yeah. honored to have a conversation. Studio Twenty Two Live streaming. Welcome to Steel22Live.tv podcast, your voice of empowerment in music, media, arts, and entertainment. I'm your host, Fred Fitzgiles. I'm so glad you guys are back with us tonight. Tonight's very special for me. I got chills right now because the my special guest tonight is a gentleman I've been knowing for a very, very long time. I ain't going to tell you how long, but it's over 20 years. And he was there when I was... He was doing his music and his and his talent and everything when I when I was looking at him when he didn't even know I was looking at him to the point where I've been looking at him for all these years and learning and we've been learning from each other but he's doing some phenomenal things. He goes by the name of Raphael Xavier. I want to welcome to the Steel Twenty Two Live TV podcast. What's up, Rap? Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm good, man. I'm good. Fred G in the place. <laughs> What's up, man? Long time. Let me brag on you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, let me brag in a little bit. Originally uh, from Wilmington, Delaware, Raphael is an award-winning artist and alumnus of the world-renowned hip-hop dance company, Renee Harris. 2013, Hugh Fellowship grantee, 2016, Guggenheim Fellow, and 2016, United States Artist Fellow. Xavier has been a professional breaker dancer for the last 20 years, working in a variety of fields, including music, photography, and film. And also, he's one of the best hip-hop artists that I know still to the day. I'm going to say it. And I just and he and he 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 coming to the interview and guess what I'm playing I'm playing his music come on now yo man thank you for thank you for tuning in man listen where man how you been I've been good man I've been good just trying to stay on my game man and keep it moving you know what I mean it was always about you know myself personal everything was personal yeah if I let any of that stuff around me get to me man I wouldn't be talking to you today uh, so I uh, dude I am I wanted to get on here and I don't know if anybody's ever done this but I just want to honor you uh just just based on what I saw just about the, the, the work that you really continue to do you 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 are an inspiration to me and I think so many people especially in the fact that you have I've always said that there was a there was a disconnect with the music from back when we were coming up and then when it started changing, which we knew it was going to change, I was just listening to an interview with KRS and Mike Epps. And KRS was mm -hmm. saying that he saw, he foresaw the music changing, mm -hmm. um, and he and it was going to be different. Like they mm -hmm. wasn't going to be listening. They went, they wasn't going to be looking for the boom bat. It was going to be different. He didn't know that how different it was going to be, but he kind of talked about that. Mm -hmm. And I always thought it was a disconnect. Even with my my kids and my sons, when they, my sons came up in the nineties. So they're kind of, they, they see me, they see, they all, all they remember, like my, my, my oldest son is uh, 30. So all he remembers is daddy in the, in the living room practicing all night long yeah. with the beat machine and doing this yeah. and rapping and 
Then Grant comes over when he's he leaves. We tag team. He go to work. Yeah. I come back, and we you know this is what, this is what we were doing. You know, and then we go to sleep, play the beat, and we just go to sleep all night long, just listen to the same beat. And yeah. my girlfriend's like, "Why are you? Why don't you change the beat?" No, yeah, yeah I guess missed this up. You know, so you yeah. feel me there, right? Indeed, man. <laughs> and Indeed. so we're talking about the bridge of that work ethic and how that's changed. So I want to talk about that a little bit. And then I, mm -hmm. I also just want to talk about you, man, just taking us from kind of, I'm, I'm going to ask you a little bit about your background, how you got started. And, dude, when I saw you dancing, I said, <laughs> and, and you're good. Like, you're really good. Like, And you keep up with these, right. these young jokers, right? And right then on, as we're getting older, you embrace the look. You embrace it. When, when I, you know me, I'm trying, you know, I'm, <laughs> hey, Ralph, before I got on here, my thing was stumbling. I said, honey, right. she said, but right. he got his, he, I see, I said, right. I know, but I'll be 50 next month, so I'm embracing yeah, it too. So, tell so a little bit about your background, where you from, man. I'm from Wilmington, man. I grew up on the outside of uh, Wilmington, um, in Newark, Newport area, um, and I went to Conrad Middle School. That was the first time I, ah, I, 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 Conrad. Saw, I saw a breaking uh, for the first time. I'm, I heard you real quick. I heard you mention Lombardi. I went to Lombardi. The, went to Lombardi see, it does days. exist. For those yeah. who was doubting yeah. me, <laughs> <laughs> you, it does Yo. exist. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, listen, man. Listen, and off, off the record, man, I'll tell you about that school. I'll tell you about that. That was a, that was a great experience for me. Um, so so anyway, uh, yeah, I went to Conrad and I saw some cats breaking. I saw breaking on um, on Soul Train that fall right before we went to school. When I went to went to school, okay, um, those guys were already doing it, and I was like, "Yo, this isn't it's amazing." I didn't know what it was, and so I started getting into it um, with some of the guys who I had. We left the elementary school and I met them there, and we started playing around. Um, but what I didn't realize is it had already been around before I saw it. Ah, uh, yeah, true. And That's so true. in a matter of two years, the, the dance was gone. Mm, yeah, and um, and then after that, I, I started writing rhymes, man. And then everything just everything just started coming at me. Then yeah, I embraced man. it and kept on going. It's man. interesting you say that because um, when Breaking came out, it was funny. Like I, I remember watching it. You know, I'm, I'm talking like you know. Wild style, BG yeah. came out yeah. those days, and like you said, by the time you recognized it, it started phasing out and going out. So you, so it's kind of like I, I was reading your, you know, I was watching your documentary, man, on, online, the one that they did for you, the I think, mm. the and now, and he was talking about how, you, how you kind of, it, it was always in the media. So whatever you saw, if it, if it wasn't this, it was that. It, it was always a pivot, you know, and, yeah. but still on the same route, right? Yeah. So I remember you from Sons of Sam. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Listen, when I when we first came out, that uh, no, we first came out. I remember because I was connected. You might not have known this, but I was connecting. Let me see. I I I, I left home. I, I ran away from home at about sixteen. A lot of people don't know that, uh, and so I was working McDonald's, and my dad was like, "Look, you and you out here with your friends?" Like, no, I got, I got, I got a bag of burgers. I, I, I'm out with my friends smoking. What? I got chicken McNuggets. <laughs> what is? You want a Big Mac? I mean, leave me alone. Like, what's the problem? I'm trying to be a good kid, you know. And I and I and I, see, I remember, um, you know, getting into music. I first got in music um, because of a, a, a desire to 
um, want to go to a party at William Penn High School. So I first mm. got into music and DJ Rush, shout out to DJ Rush. I wanted to ride with him and mm-hmm. he told me, if you want to ride with me, you got to rap. I was like, I don't rap. Now, <laughs> oh man, I'm like, you know, that's kind of like, and then when I, I get older, I hear about guys like eat, breathe, sleep. And my story's different, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I got it's not it's not a rule, but I still I still. But the one thing I, that I that I always done, my dad always told me that whatever you do, give it one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the foundation he gave to me. So when yeah. I first got it, started rapping, I used to listen to different people, and 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 through those connections with people, I, I lived in Dunleaf, Newcastle, Delaware, and I was connected with people that y'all mm-hmm. was connected with. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because I met. Um, DJ Queenan. Mm-hmm. I met uh, some, mm-hmm. some guy. Yeah, uh, the, the, there was a, there was a group called the Killer Boys. And was, there was there was there was Grouchy Gray, and there was Market Tech, and there yeah. was all these like that. You know, yeah. that was, it was that kind of crew. I O R is that there was yeah. the Cage One. Like these are the people that I was listening to, just try to yeah. figure this rap thing out because I didn't wake up one to rap. And then Sons of Sam came up. I remember seeing the record, man. It was a red record. Hmm. No, no. It was it had red? Green, it was a green label. It was a green, green label. That's right. Green label. The orange, the orange sticker with the green label. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Because the Sunday Sand was in black letters. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember listening to that. And that's okay. This is rap. Okay, this is what I'm supposed. To, this is not just oh, rap. Wow. This is hip hop. This is this is real. And this is when Public Enemy wow. was coming out in that time, and the production was kind of similar, like that whole. Wow. With the DJ and stuff, man, I was so inspired by that. So, you know, that is that is what I remember. And I've always heard your name buzzing down UD. I always, I always heard your name. Who was wow. Sons of Sam originally? Was it just you? It, it was me and my brother, man. Okay, uh, got it. Omar, he, he um, uh, we obviously we were brothers. No doubt. Sons of, <laughs> Sons of Sam came out because our, my father's name is David Gale. Oh. David Berkowitz was the name of Son of Sam, and they called him Sam the Snake Man. Oh, so gotcha. we just okay. ran with the Sons of Sam. You know, Look what I mean, it, it, it was no thoughts behind it. We just wow. ran with it. Just ran with um, it. Yeah, man, and and it, it went from there, man. I I, I started rhyming. I want to say around '86. I was a DJ for my man Charles Blake. Yeah, he died uh 2000. Too, I think okay, um, he was a, he was a he was a rapper as well. So I was DJing for him at first, and then you know drugs were heavy, man. So oh, cats yeah, started yeah. getting into drugs, and he sold all the equipment. I didn't have nothing to do, so I just oh, started man. writing rhymes. And um, it wasn't until I heard "Check Out My Melody" that really sparked check me. Man, out my I, check, 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 check yeah, out my melody. Like, <laughs> and, and the flow was cool, and it was. I I loved it, man. And from that point on, man, I just started writing. So my brother got into it, um, you know, after me. But we were we were inspiring each other. He had he had an ear. We grew up in a family with that had a band, so we gotcha. were already exposed oh, to the yeah. music sure. and all of that stuff. From from I mean, you can you can have Steely Dan, uh, The Police, Marvin Gaye. Um, uh, Bob Dylan. We we had we had all the sounds of My music, goodness. and so yeah. you know our our ear and our 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 pen was very seasoned. But we yeah. didn't we didn't realize that until we started really getting into the music, man. And mm. it just worked to our advantage, right? And you and did you did you have when you started writing? Did you say to yourself like what kind of per, what kind of person are you? Are you a driven type person, self motivated, or somebody somebody got to kind of drill you all the time? 
And did that? No, did, I did you have a passion for that? Yeah, man, I just did it. I, okay. I, I think, I think at that time it was about, it was very personal. Again, I have to go back to the personal thing. And then right. I started running into guys who were also rhyming. Um, mm. I would go to the mall and we go to the movies and be, it'd be got the cats from Newcastle. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know them like that, but I'd see Joel, I'd see oh, yeah. um, Lamont. Uh, what was it called? Um, Bernard. Uh, D Wonder was his name. D Wonder. Okay, D. Wonder? okay. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Cats like that. Um, my man, uh, Manny and Rue from Luke, they, he would bring his boys, Jay Black, they would bring all Jay and them, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We yep. started doing the thing, right? Mm -hmm. So we would just bust out a circle, man. We wow. just start rhyming the circle. And, uh, and it, it just went from there, man. The experience of what someone else was doing, and, and it, it, it just made me want to push harder, man. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So what's your background as far as um, uh, uh, your career background? Oh man, I, I don't even know how to answer that because I, I never saw it as a career. You know, it's just something okay. that we just grew up doing, man. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but what's I, the career? I, what's that? <laughs> so my, I, let's let's just call it the trajectory. All right? Okay, let's okay, no doubt. So, <laughs> yes. so I I started I started breaking in '83. Okay. I started rhyming in '86. Got it. Um, we did we did one of the um. Delaware, uh, every year they do these things. I forgot. Oh, first night. First night. Okay. Yo, oh, man. We that took me back, yeah. dude. Everybody was there. Like, oh, Everybody was there first Delaware night. Rappers were there. Some Virginia Come on. guys came off the dancers, and we just did our thing. Yeah. And it was from that point on, I started meeting a lot of people along the way who actually saw that show. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I connected with some guys in the clubs. They connected me with Reddy. He was doing a hip hop version of Romeo and Juliet. Wow. And I and and I went to audition for that. Um, I didn't even audition actually. I went to the last the last day of auditions, and my man was like, "Yo, I heard a lot of boxes. Just get in." Yeah. And so I got in. I got in uh, wherever I wanted to be, which was the breaker side, and uh, I ultimately became part of that show. And that show toured for a long time. So that was my exposure to theaters. Nice. nice. Okay. I'd been ex exploring and experimenting a lot of things with dance and music for a while. Okay. Um, but it wasn't until that moment in '98 when I, I was on stage and I was like, yo, this is what I've been thinking the whole time. Wow. Now I see it because I didn't yes. know it existed. Sure, I just needed sure. that spark, man. Right, and, right. And that was it. Just went from there, man. That is good, man. And I, I just kept going. I started a company in 2002. I, I, toured, I toured the world for a couple of years. Okay. And then um, I started a company in 2002 called Isle of Dance Theater, which was just focusing on um, creating narratives with with the breaking vocabulary which was unheard of no one was doing nobody that. was doing it yeah nah so so then i know I, I kept going and we were we were getting book gigs and stuff like that man and it just went it just went from there man so what part what were what, what, some of the places that you that you toured oh man i start from the beginning the first time i was ever on the plane was 99 i went to uh, seattle on the oh board, okay super, super excited supersonic town yeah yeah, right. And then, <laughs> and then I went to from there it was Italy, wow. Germany, Australia, New Zealand, Hawaii, Portugal, uh, uh France. Dude, you ain't worldwide, uh, yeah. man. You ain't lying. I just, I just went, man. Which one was went. your what was your what was your favorite experience if you can pick maybe one of them? And my, my favorite was Australia. I really like Australia. I like being home. Okay. Um, but 
the, culturally, it was New Zealand, man. Mm. The New Zealand was, I, I mean, the, the traditions and the history of, of, of the people, very powerful. Got very it. powerful. I've never seen anything like that before in my right. life, man. Um, we got off the plane, and a, a group of um, Maori cats came out, and they saluted us. They performed. They danced. They did, I think it's called a haka dance or something. They they did that. It blew my mind, man. Wow. It was mind blowing. Then yeah. we got to the we got to the uh, the our hotels and the venues, and then we got another walk, and we went to an event where where all that that whole culture culture uh welcomed us man and we introduced ourselves it was incredible man nice, it was man. an incredible welcoming you get off the plane in america you just go get you just go where you're about your business whatever. right you'll, you'll, <laughs> yeah, get exactly. you'll get nothing no kind of welcome like, like welcome, <laughs> to, welcome yeah. to the country like, wow no, that is that, yeah. that that's a great experience so they have they they, yeah. they they obviously love dance um you yeah. so your the common theme has been in your life has to dance and i think i can kind of feel now that why that why it's so personal like take, mm. take us to uh, a, a moment where you you know are preparing for a dance and where do you have to be mentally in order to be able to create perform and then how does that transcend when you go live on stage hmm that's interesting man i i've i have to say that you know i i continue to do this as a breaker i continue to do this for people like charles blake and um uh, Jeff Collins, uh, PJ Schaeferman, you know, those guys that I watched coming up yeah. and, and, and two of them are no longer here. And then you got Frosty Freeze, uh, Fast Break, um, you know, all of those guys that I watched and inspired me as a dancer. I, mm -hmm. I, ha I know I have an opportunity to do something that they did not have the opportunity to do because times changed and sure, I was just sure. there to embrace it, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's always in my head, like in full performance. I, I you know, I, I pray, um, I thank, you know, those who are not here spirit, uh, physically, but yeah. are spiritually and who are watching over me yes, and make sure yes. that I get to this safe and giving me the opportunity to be able to do this, right? Yeah. And then, and then I'm hoping for a blackout. Or power outage, so I don't have to perform. That's how bad my <laughs> You get them nervous jitters, even so. It's crazy. I still get still. it. I, I still get still. it, even before I do a show, whether it's online, offline. And I tell my wife the same thing. She says, But you used to perform. I said, Honey, it don't matter. It just gets there. No. But once we hit it, no. once we hit it, it's yeah. on. Oh, yeah. That's, a that's the beauty. A that's that's the yeah. beauty of it, man. You know? Yeah. Wow. You that, take all of that on stage you with you and, you and the audience, the audience feels that, man. Yeah. Yep, they yep. feel that. Who, 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 who inspired you besides the people that was breakdancing in your life that gave you the blueprint and the mindset to be who you are? I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people say their parents, and I'd have to go to, I have to go to my mom because it, if it wasn't, you know, she was strict in a way, but she also gave me a certain kind of freedom. Yeah. As long as I did what I was supposed to do, you do what you want to do. Just wow. get what I ask you to get That's done. Right. <laughs> That's it. Whether it's the trash, whether up, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. School, you mess school. up in school, you That's get punished, it. you get beat the whole That's nine. True. But it was, it was also, you know. She she did she did for us everything we didn't think was gonna get done. Like she was like, you know, I can't afford this, or you guys might you guys are gonna have a a, 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 
a not so good Christmas this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, I had those. Absolutely, absolutely. Like yo, yeah. no, like a, a bad Christmas. This is better than last year. Like every year was better. <laughs> it was every, yeah, 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 man. It was it was great times, but because of that freedom and that strictness, it also gave me the discipline um, and the exploration to be able to do what I'm doing, man. Good, so I think good. about that all the time. But then, then instant, automatically I go to cats like Gordon Parks and Melvin Van Peebles because they broke some rules, you know. Uh, true. Man. They were, um, they were, they were two African American uh, artists who were not accepted in a, in a, in in their field in America. So they would go to another country, become you know superstars Super over there, come back as for another country, and be like, "Yo, look what we got." You know right. what I mean? And Absolutely. That's amazing. Don't it let is. nobody stop you. Don't yeah. let nothing get in your way. There's absolutely no excuses not mm -hmm. to get done what you want to get done, man. Yeah, uh, and I hope you guys are listening to this because I, I try to stretch that on here, and it's interesting. Like, uh, even though my the format of this show, uh, it's been it's my podcast been on six years. This is before you know I was trying to do it before people even got wind of it. Now everybody, mm -hmm. <laughs> see everybody mm -hmm. got wind of it, right? But it's like I had before I started opening up with just, just interviewing people that I knew that maybe necessary. They wasn't super famous, but I believe everybody has a story. Everybody yeah. has a story. And I believe we can all yeah. learn from each other. And then um, oh, yeah. it's interesting. I was to get different people. And then my, my, you know, my wife and a couple of people were saying, man, I like your show, man. But, um, you know, I, I just know you for music. I know you for film. I know right. you for this. So I had to kind of, you know, niche it down and. I, but I, I've changed over the years. Like, I'm a different person as far as, you know, spiritually, you know, my mouth changed, things of that nature, right? So it's like, you know, my brother, it's me and my brother go back and forth. Like every time I get on here, I got to edit, edit the whole show my brother gets on here, right? right. And it's all good, but I, you know, right. but trust, don't trust me. My kids give me right. They slip out. Don't forget, okay? Fred G might come right. back a little bit, but but uh, I try to change the format a little bit. And the good thing is I, I still try to have a message and, and a motivation and, but I, I also have had a little bit of, you know, I kind of, I kind of try to let the kids and the people that's watching and listening right now have some little history, so we can kind of make that bridge, putting bricks in between where we were and where we at. So it's not like this is a, a yeah. show that's targeted for folks yeah. our age. A lot of young people that in, all over the world, especially I got some guys that's over in Japan and Ireland right now, who I found out, I did, I need to tell you this too. I found out they had our records. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, now I'm going to take y'all back there. Some kids might not know this. There used to be something called MySpace. And uh, <laughs> one day I get a, a message from Germany saying, are you the Fred G from Project X? <laughs> I said, yeah, why you ask? He said, I would love to buy your record. And, you know, there's a big thing going on right now. And I'm looking at my basement like, I ain't. Letting them yeah. go. I, I, yeah. This is my holy grail. He said, I give you a thousand dollars. I said, let me find Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Morty. I mean, yo, Rob. Yo, Rob. <laughs> I said, I said, I mean, I called Grants. Yeah. I mean, Morty's thing. Yo, I call my manager. Yo, you still got it? I was going yeah. crazy. But I found yeah. out, I found out that there was this phase that was going on that. People over the different different countries wanted Delaware hip hip hop. Yeah, and I found yeah. that out. They would, and, and they didn't want they didn't, they didn't want me to go to disc makers and do it again. They wanted the original 
Yeah. That was in the case, never open. Oh my God. And then yeah. I go, so I go on YouTube and I see Sons of Sam. I see yeah. Disco B. I see, yeah. you know, Project X and all these guys that are basically trying to post pictures to get the word out that if you guys have yeah. these records, I will yeah. pay you top dollar. And I said to myself, where were y'all at 20 years ago? Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. We would have hooked right. you up. Trust me, Yo, Sons of Sam would have had about 500 of them things, right? For real. But it made me exactly. realize, it made me realize that music never dies. And you just mm -hmm. never know. So if you got music in you, continue to do it. And it really inspired me, man, because, you know, my kids coming up and they're, you know, even though I don't, I'm not heavy into music anymore. I'm more on the production side. I actually want wind up getting into, I worked at a church for about 10 years and I came in as right, the, right, DVD, yeah. the DVD labeler and I wind up working in there and then they put me on sound. Then they put me on the mm -hmm. camera. Then they put me mm -hmm. on the director. Then they put me, they put me for 10 years and then I wind up producing the TV show on Channel 28, and then I'm doing all mm -hmm. this stuff. And then it got it got to the point where some guy walked up to me and said, hey, man, I want to do a movie. I said, dude, I am not a movie maker. You know what I'm saying? But what happens was I, I rejected, I rejected, I rejected for two years. God kept hitting me up, kept hitting me up. God told me it's you. It's, you're the one. You know how to get it done. And I rejected, and then one day I was just like, um, one day I, I, I called it, I was up in the morning and I was dealing with it and I love a challenge. And I said, well, if I can produce a CD, I can yeah. figure out how to produce a film. And yeah. I've been the cameraman in my family, you know, all these years. And I decided to hit this up. I, I hit him up at four o'clock in the morning. I said, hey, man, meet me in the studio and let's talk. And he said, he told me his side of the story was, he was, he was chasing me for two years. He talked to other guys that went to film school. Everybody was, Blowing them, off, blowing them off, and he wind up taking the script and he's ready to rip it. He was over top of his trash can about Dad. to rip it, and he got my text. Dad, meet me in the That's studio. amazing. And That's then, amazing, friend. And then a year, a year, a year and a half later, uh, seventeen um, um, cast members. We did a premiere in a movie called Found. We had about seven hundred people at. They did nine months of rehearsals, and they yeah, came over. We could remember that. So it was just amazing, and that was the yeah. biggest challenge for me. Yeah. Uh, but I, it goes to show you that I, you know, when we got something in us, we're gonna yeah, figure it out. Yeah, it's gonna come out. It come out. We're gonna It'll figure it out. out. And I, Rob, I had no intentions on doing, <laughs> but I wanted to do the documentary afterwards. And now I know that if somebody come right, I may have to pull my <laughs> stuff out. Now, I put out ten thousand yeah. for that one, so I ain't doing that no more. You know, but I, I, I was really, really I just I just love the fact that I tell that story because I would inspire people that if you got something, like you just said, it's not gonna be it's not gonna happen overnight. Don't no. don't, don't look at Instagram. What do you think about the difference between the the um the level of commitment of artists today in dance? and hip-hop is it the same no i don't think it is man I, I, because everything is um i think the opportunities look so grand on on the internet that people want to hurry up and get it now they don't yeah. it's there's no time to put in three four years consciously mm -hmm. it's like let's just do this now six months later hopefully we can get a gig out of it or we get recognized or we get it 
we get a shoe deal, or we get a sponsor, we get flown out to do something. And, you know, it wasn't like that for us. I mean, before the record came out, we had already been, you know, making music for a minute. And then that thing came and went in about three or four months. It's like, yo, what do we do now? So, you know, we re- and we recorded album at D&D. We're recording at Up and Up Studios. And, you know, years go by and you don't realize that you've been working all that time. You know what I mean? And what we... we our only thing was let's get this done to do the next part of it, to do the next part of it. But those parts took six, seven, eight, nine, ten months to really understand what it was that you were doing. doing. <laughs> and then and then two years later, you're like, I finally got something. Right. I don't know what it is, but let's right. just go with it. Right. Um, so so the 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 practice and the rigor, um, the discipline. It, it manifested in ways where we, you you ultimately become, um, I, I won't say a master, because I always think a master suggests that you stop learning, mm. but it puts, you, it puts you on this track where you're always open to experience something new, and that is what, that is what makes you great at what, what you do. Mm-hmm. The experience is what makes you great at right. what you do, right? right? Um, the environment that you find yourself in as a, in a challenging way is is part of the experience that makes you great at what you do. Mm-hmm. It's not only you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's all. It's all part of the discipline and the yeah. rigor, um, and and years time. That doesn't happen in six months. That doesn't happen. To post on Instagram with a thousand likes. It's not right. the same, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same. It's, it's, it's definitely not the same. And the thing is, it's like I always used to say, I would rather take my time to put out hotness than to rush some, some, yeah. some bad stuff. Because it's like, yeah. you, you put it out and then what? So I've always used yeah. that. You know, okay, it's done. Now what? And the one thing I didn't know, because I'm such a technician, um, I le- I'm learning at 49 years old that marketing is important. A1. Because I can get it done. But it sits on my computer. <laughs> Nobody knows about it. For real. And I mean, it's done. But, you know, and then I don't talk about it because I'm working on the next thing, on the next uh, the yeah. squirrel syndrome. Okay, what's, what's next? What's next? And so, yeah, yeah exactly. But I'm, I'm learning that if you don't tell nobody what you're doing, then nobody's going to know. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you can, mm-hmm. and, and, and also, like you said, you have to expand yourself. You went all across the world. And you saw that there are other people like you. I had mm-hmm. the Delaware mentality. I love my state. Y'all know I love y'all. But that mentality that was, I only needed my friends and family to give me accolades. And that doesn't work. That held me back for 25 years, man. Wow. Held me back wow. from really expanding. We had a deal on the table uh, with uh, Atlantic Records. Back in the day, it would have been a great deal in 91. We were about to sign. Uh, with this album, myself my, and Grant and my brother came out with, with, with this management company in, in New York. It was a song, Walk Like a Duck, came out. <laughs> and they beat us. We were on the whole black, you know, black unique man, teaching about a black man. You know, that kind of yeah. stuff. That was, that's yeah. That's about who was on. And Walk Like a Duck wound up uh, beating us out of our country. Unbelievable. And that's something. <laughs> Unbelievable. In 1991, now you know what Grant was spitting back then, man. So there was no way the creativity where he was at, and 
Uh, shout out to Grand, my brother F3. We, we, we were going to be oh, called yeah. True Believers. Oh, yeah. I, man. Yo, when you said his name, I couldn't even get no words out. I, I have no words to describe how incredible that dude is. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. He, he, was, he, was, he was miles ahead of us, man. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, he was miles ahead of me. I, I, I'm the one trying to keep up with him. And listen, I'm letting all my <laughs> rapper friends know. I already know, okay? I told yeah, you. I was man. trying to rap because... He was rapping straight from the heart, from the muscle. Um, he gonna be listening to this man. I reached out to him recently, man. Um, what just this is gonna make it, this is gonna this is gonna be good for him right, right right now. What what when you first saw him, what did you think about Grant? And what and what and what did his music mean to you, man? Yo, I I I heard him before I saw him, and I was like, yo, what the hell is that? It didn't have. It didn't feel like New York. It didn't feel like Delaware. It, it felt. It, it was in its own world at that time. The production was on top, man. Crazy. The, his vocal delivery, his vocal tone, everything was like, "Yo, this is so fresh." <laughs> yeah. And then when I saw him, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I it know. Exactly. <laughs> and he knows. Your grand knows that. She's like, "Man, I know. I already know." It's funny, man. It's Yo, so funny. It did Match, yeah, man. Yeah, but yeah. then Incredible. At, at that point, at that point, I made it, I made it a point to go and see him wherever he was at. Good. I can't even remember the places, man. Longshoreman over South Bridge, little little little. Did y'all come to the uh did y'all come to the, the, the Christian Park when we had five thousand people over there that day? Were y'all there? I wanna say I I I was there, man. I think it was when, was when we there. first released it and they had Grand he had a banner up and um Yeah, yeah, you remember yeah. Remember that yeah, joint? Yeah. And, yeah. and we were opening for Tough Crew and then when we got off, all of yep, a sudden yep, the lights went yep. off. Let me tell you. All of a sudden the lights went off, right? I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, listen, tough crew. <laughs> I was a hater that day. <laughs> That's okay. I was a hater. Yo, I was, man. I was like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, I'm right. out of here. I'm out of here. I, I think I watched it. I think I, I can't remember what performance I watched, and then I bounced. Yeah, it's probably I, me. I, I started singing, Rob. I, and then it's oh, boo, get him <laughs> off there. Let's get grand on you. Right, right. I started singing around. I started singing Luther Vandross. Like, I was trying to do anything, oh, man. They had God. me as the hammer of the crew, so I was like, I got to do something that's hammerish, yeah, you know? Playing yeah, my part, man, I, right? I was, I was done. I, I was like, yo, I, I, I got to get out of here. You practiced a whole year for that show, thing, man. It was crazy. Like you said, that practice you talked about, man, we were practicing for a whole year for that show, man. Yeah. It was just cool. It was, just, it was something, and then, you know, we saw the TV cameras and stuff like that. But I just think it's funny when I see the like the, the like the stuff on YouTube. My kids, they be clowning, they be cracking up laughing. That's on YouTube? It's on YouTube. The, um, okay. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to see the link. I'm going to see the link. It's on YouTube. Okay. It's like the opening. Okay. Right right, right before Jay and them got it on and started scratching, they started tearing it up. And while, and while Shunt was going in, man, the lights came off. Yeah, like, it was like, yeah. Wow. I was like, it was crazy, but it was pretty. It was a good moment, and you hear the crowd. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah, yeah I'm saying that to you, man. So, so, so right now, Word. Jamie, you got a new album out, man. Tell me, talk to me about that. Yeah, I um, I decided in 1996 that 2020 was going to be the album that makes me who I am. Believe it or not, I have. Wow. I, I in 96, I recorded a song, and in the song, I said, in the year 2020, there's no one better, a greater. We arrived by the flux capacitor. You did not say 2020. 
2020 came, 218. Oh, 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 wow. 218 came, and wow. I was like, yo, 2020 is a couple years. Let's work on the album. So, you know, I was trying to, I needed to get back to practice. I needed to get my cadence back together. I needed to get my, my whole, you know, pen yeah. back together. Because I hadn't been writing consistently. I was just messing around. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing yeah. And, um, and I was like, if I do this, I'm going, I know I can't do it by myself. You mm -hmm. have to get, you have to reach out to cats who you are, uh, you know, strategically build this thing. I, re I realized that, and yeah. So I thought about, I thought about who would I work with. Large Professor was, was one of them. Um, Knotts was another. Uh, Pete Rock was another. But I, I couldn't get, I couldn't get stuff from Pete Rock. Uh, and so, you know, things just, just started to unfold, man. So I get the tracks, I'd record them. I was on the road at the time, so I, I, I was writing stuff on the road. Um, I'd record it on my phone. I'd get the tracks from Knots. I'd go to the studio and i record, get the songs done. Now, the interesting thing was, I, but Bahamadia was the first person that I wanted to do a track with. Oh, yeah. Um, I love Bahamadia, yeah. man. Yeah. But for, yeah, she's ill, man. But for some reason, she wasn't, she wasn't really feeling the idea. I don't know what was going on. So okay. Clips was like, oh, you know, she's not... She's not interested at this time. I was like, cool. So the studio that I booked for her to record at um, was the old Turtle Studio. So I ended Tunnel. up recording the whole album there. Okay. And uh, so anyway, you know, Lars Professor uh, did some tracks. Ed OG nice. is a future. AG is on it. Omar Lightfoot from UK. Um, and uh, who else? Oh, my man. Kingsley Benice, who's an incredible vocalist and performer. Nice. So, man, this dude is ill, man. Nice. But the, the whole, and I work with my man Maze um, from Germany, who actually worked for Vinyl Addicts, and I had the same experience you did real quick. Okay. With, I was on eBay, and okay. I saw the Son of Sam album for 850 bucks. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So I looked the dude up and I was like, yo, man, this record, is this for real? And right. he was like, yo, man, it's an honor to meet with you. I mean, talk to you. I was like, what? Yeah. He's like, people, been, people have been trading music equipment for this record. I was like, you got to be kidding what? me, What? Whoa. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy. Right. Oh, so my goodness. So he turned me on to Maze. Maze bought the unreleased album that we recorded at Up and Up and put that out. Okay. He put out the unreleased material on Vinyl Addicts. Okay. Which coincidentally is here. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. I told y'all I wasn't lying. That's it. Yes. Look at that. You got that joint. Wow. This is the, the, the 2008. Wow, dude. That's the release. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Vinyl Addicts, they actually they replay re press. On vinyl? Yeah, they, but it, yeah, they pressed it, but it was never. That was the stuff that never came out. Oh, oh, that's that's, that's never came. Oh, jeez, that's yeah, a whole other level, Sam man. Album, the, the Son of Sam, Sam album had two songs on it. Okay, and that was a single. But when they found out that we had material that was never released, they were like, "Well, yo, we'll buy that. We'll put that out." They liked. I know that that's right. Wow. Then somebody else printed some stuff, but they, they also did a um. Uh, uh, 45. Ah! 45 man. Yeah, that. right. <laughs> wait till my no, brother. Anyway, wait till my. Wait till my brother up. sees this. He's gonna be tripping. <laughs> He's gonna be tripping, yo. Yeah, it's dope, man. It's dope. Yeah. I ended up working with Maze from Vinyl Addicts to put 
this record out. Like I hit him up one day and was like, yo, mate, send me some beats. I'm about to put a record out. Nice. And he was cool. And then um and he was at he kept asking me how it was going. And I was like, I gotta do this, this, this. He's like, no, don't do it that way. Let's do it like this. So he actually became the the actually he the producer of the whole thing, man. Like telling me where That's to nice. go, how to do it. Like Nice. He's been right there with me the whole time. So shout out to Maze, man. He's yeah, shout out to Maze. Well. De- definitely, definitely. And uh, he he connected me with Laura Finesse and uh, the uh, the boss man for the the title video track called Do the Math. Nice. And uh, you know it's it's been a great experience, man. And now, like you said, marketing is the most important thing. Oh, we got to market this thing. I got to push. You. I've been pushing my ass off, man. Yeah, man. It's true. It's so big. let me ask you this: Now that the, this album's out, right? And um, so, with, um, is there a way you, that you can tag the music now so that you can um, uh, track it, or is it divided? so that I can do so you can track it? Um, like when people purchase and buy, is there a way to kind of meta tag well, it now? Yeah, I, I have it on. Um, I keep all the stats on Spotify. Like you have a, I have a um, uh, um, uh, man, I can't think of their name. Certified, okay. I think it's certified Spotify account. Okay. So they give me all the stats on oh, that. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah, the pro band camp account keep the tracks and stats on everything. Who okay, buys good. It, listening and all of that. Okay, good. iTunes, good. they do all of that. They, Perfect. They, they do keep track, and that's the digital version. So Got the it. the um the vinyl comes out probably the end of October. Nice. Okay, good. So there'll good. be a vinyl release as well, man. But yeah, nice. I keep stats on who's listening, what what market is listening, all of that stuff. Oh, good. We good. Look that's at good. That yeah, that's that's go. good because because uh, there's a whole new generation who who's gonna hear that right, and then there's gonna yeah. be people like yeah. myself who's gonna make sure I get a couple of my brothers so he can make sure he's fitted <laughs> that thing. Right? I'm like, yo, I got that new son right saying he will he will he would draw he would drive to my house right to go get that job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right So yo, I want to wrap up, man. This has been listen. You and I, you know, even though like you said, we hadn't talked, but I knew when we were gonna get on here. We were gonna go because we yeah. got so much yeah. respect for each other, man. So I just want to say that I appreciate. I'm honored to have you on the show, man. I'm looking forward to bringing you back. I'm trying to get Likewise. G on the show. I'm gonna try to do if I can. If I can get you to come back, I'm gonna try to get G on the show so I can get him on there with, with oh, you, baby. Classic, classic. So, um, so, um, also, if if you have somebody right now who, who who thinks that they're too old to be able to, you know, you know, go after their goals and their talent, what what kind of advice would you give them? Man, you know, I if if I say age is just a number. That's too cliche. If I say you're never too old, that's 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 old phrasing. The only thing I could say, whatever it is that you have a passion about or desire for, go for it. We 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 we're, we're put here to make sure that we're okay. If we are not okay nothing else will be okay. So I mean, what I mean when I say that is if I'm not right I'm if, and I'm not doing what I want to do, I'm going to complain and bitch and moan that someone else is affecting me. And then that attitude goes into someone else's space and then they don't want to be around you and this is affected and this is affected. And so you have all this negative energy coming at you and coming out of you. That keeps you from moving forward. Right. So 
if you just go and do it without any expectations of trying to be somebody, it's going to happen and you're going to feel good about an accomplishment. You're going to feel good about it, man. And then that, that emotes good energy. People want to be around that energy. You find people of like minds and all of that stuff starts to, to come to you. Dude, I went and started riding BMX bikes again. I started racing. I saw that. I did see that. <laughs> I hopped back on the track. Wow, man. That's what's up, man. That's what you I'm gotta, talking about. You got to do it. You got to live, you man. Yeah, live, live, live. That's the truth. You man. have to live. <laughs> Whatever that means, man, you got to go for it. You can't yeah. sit around. I wish I was and my body's not and I'm not and I'm. Man, we can't do that, man. Absolutely. Not. We can't do that. Yo, I appreciate you, you man. Raphael Xavier, my man, producer, dancer, breaker extraordinary. Come on, man. This has been a, this has been an honor and fun, buddy. And uh, listen, you, it, it only it only took us twenty five years. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to you, man. Thank you for coming on Steel Twenty Two Live TV. Your voice of music, media, arts, and entertainment. I'm I'm honored to have my friend, my brother, on here, man. Continue doing what you're doing. Indeed. I'm gonna rock. Listen, when you called in, man, I was rocking your joint. I, I was like, this this is crazy, man. I mean, this is gonna be on all day. I'm gonna drive my white upload. And let me know um, <laughs> uh, for those who are tuning in. I'm gonna make sure you, that we upload this to YouTube. Also, gonna be up. Uh, uh, it's gonna be uploaded on Spotify, and I'll give you a link uh, in the show notes to get all the information. If someone wants to get a hold of you in, to, in, in, in regards to dance or music or trying to maybe want to get some advice from you, how, how can I get a hold of you, man? Yo, you can find me at, I have a website, rafaelxavier.org, and it's spelled the way it is, R-A-P-H-A-E-L-X-A-V-I-E-R.org. Find everything there. My Instagram is vizine83, V-I-A-Z-E-E-N-83, and the Zav Official is my music page. You got it. Raphael Xavier, man, I appreciate you being on the show, man, and love you, Likewise. man, and thanks, and thank you so much for being on Steel Twenty Two Live TV podcast. Yo, always Fred positive, D, salute, always on salute, salute. baby. <laughs> appreciate. It. I talk to you, man. Studio Twenty Two Live streaming.